Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. John Boggs, agent, super agent uh, here in San Diego, joins us. Just got back from the winter meetings. Um, John, how was your, your stay at the winter meetings? Did you have a lot of fun? Whoa, I don't know. That's a tough question to ask, uh, Tony. Um, I don't know if it was fun. It's always good to interact with people in that environment. But uh, if you ever want to have a winter meeting and uh, maybe avoid people, Nashville is the place because they're still looking for people that are finding trying to find their rooms at the Opry Hotel. <laughs> that is, Our that own is Sam Levin is one of those guys. Uh, I tell you, you know – it's probably one of the most challenging uh, facilities uh, to try to conduct a meeting because the way things work is you're waiting to get a call for a meeting and you better have it plotted out where it is because you're going to have to follow Lewis and Clark and find the meeting room because <laughs> all you do is when you bump into something, hey, how's it going to, for you? The, the response is always, I don't know, but this hotel is insane, you know. It took me 20 minutes to get to my room, and it's it's just, just that way. So fun. I, yeah, I guess it is. I mean, it's always fun when you see uh, people that you uh, haven't seen in a while or, or you, you're putting a, a new face with a, a, a name and those type of things. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a list of fun tea. I don't know where we're at. <laughs> I, see, for those who don't know, I know John is not telling the truth right now. He did not have fun. <laughs> down at the winter meetings. He very rarely does. But I do want to ask you this, John, because oftentimes we focus on, you know, what the players have to do, and we often are focused on what the GMs are going to do. But I would imagine even before you get to the winter meetings, there's a lot of planning out in terms of what you want to get done come winter meeting time. Oh, absolutely. And it really starts with the GM meetings. The GM meetings are really the precursor to the winter meetings, and that's where you start laying the groundwork. It just evolves a little bit further at the winter meetings. It used to be the winter meetings were right when you really made a big push because you'll walk into a room and there'll be 10 guys from the club, and it'll be you and whatever your you know army of, uh, of your agency is, you know, uh, dissecting the player and going from there. But the GM meetings – start the whole process going as to what teams have interest and then it will evolve to you know depending on uh, where 
uh, or where your player is in their pecking order and when they want to address it. It seems more and more now, it's always a, a you know very interesting to see uh, how the winter meetings will go or not go because sometimes they go quickly and there's a ton of signings. You know, people are running back and forth. And then other times, there's just a few signings. And then the action is right after it. Next week, you'll probably see a lot of action on some things because, again, between, you know, chewing over a player and his qualities, uh, uh, starting at the GM meetings, and then really, you know, compounding it at the winter meetings, there's got to be a decision made at some point. And depending on the player, depending on the uh, amount of teams interested, and depending on the timeline that the player has and the clubs have, hopefully you have, you have a union there and you get a signing. Some guys like to drag it along. But it seems more and more now people want to get the business done and they want to get down to it. So they they don't have a lot of intrigue going into December. And, my gosh, when you get into January, that's when players start to panic a little because, uh, you know, in this day and age, if you're waiting long enough, you might find a club that would might like you, but they don't have the money they did initially because mm-hmm. they spent it on somebody else. So it's a real it's a real Russian roulette game that you're playing, and you have to have a pretty good feel for it. And sometimes it's not that easy to get a feel for it because as you're trying to promote your player, there's other agents that are basically trying to sell their player to maybe a lot of the same clubs that you've been talking to. And so you have to know your free agents. You have to know where there's a fit. You have to get a feel for what these, uh, you know, clubs are looking for. And hopefully they start giving you some kind of inclination that, yeah, you're our guy and let's, you know, progress this and let's let it go. But, again, if you don't have uh, the heat that you're looking for, sometimes you kind of back off a little because the last thing you want, when you start getting offers, those offers don't lay around for weeks and months. There's a fuse on them, and then you have to dig down deep and – either get the deal done or try to basically moonwalk away and keep your distance until you start getting a little little more teams involved, and then you can start highlighting the team that is the best fit for your player. John, I've always been curious. Uh, when you hear uh, you know reports that say the Padres are going to cut payroll this year, they're going to slash it down, A, uh, do you believe that? B, do you ever believe it when a team starts telling you that we just don't have the same money that we had before? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I imagine you hear that that quite often. You know, John, we just don't have the same money for your client that we had before. Oh, boy, and I've heard that a few times. And the thing about it is then you'd love to dial them back, but it's a waste of time when they go out and then they spend a boatload on somebody and say, oh, so you, I get it. I get it. I, you know, don't have to, you know, try to figure it out too much longer. You valued the other player more than you valued my player, but they're never going to give that indication. They're going to try to keep you in limbo until they actually have to pull the trigger. And the other thing is, Hey, we've got a money crunch. And then uh, you believe it when you either start seeing signs of it happening and you still don't really know definitively because they have their game plan which you have, you're not even, you're playing, you're, you're playing, you know, like you're, you're reading Braille because until they start showing signs, meaning they're starting to release guys, uh, you know, they're starting to trade guys and trade that salary and get that salary off the docket. then it starts gaining more credibility, you know, and 
it's 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 a, a crazy situation. I had one player. I won't name names, but I had one player that uh, it was a pretty pretty good name, and, uh, and he didn't get the qualifying offer. And yet, what we were offer, what we were saying is, we wanted more than the qualifying offer. And every team said to me, "What are you out of your mind? You know, you're asking for more than the qualifying offer. Why did that initial team give your guy the qualifying offer?" Well, at that point in time, I realized there were some financial issues with the club, and that's mm. what I said. And uh, and they said, oh, baloney, oh, that's not true. Well, that's a bunch of baloney, and then you just have to hold your guns. And sure enough, we got uh, above the qualifying offer, and it seems like it's a good day. But then the next thing that hit is uh, COVID, mm. and I found out there's no such thing as a real guaranteed contract. So, <laughs> Yikes. you know, that's when you start, you know, gaining a lot of experience where you think you've had a lot of experience is always something that reminds you that you don't have all the knowledge you think you have because extenuating circumstances start changing your perspective. John Bogg joins us here on Gwen and Chris, one of the fine agents in Major League Baseball. And, and John, you, you had a client early um, that signed early in Pierce, oh, yeah. in Pierce Johnson. How does those deals come about? Because it seems like the Atlanta Braves in particular have done this the last couple of years where Soon as free agent starts, they get their guy before anybody else signs it. What type of thing goes on in terms of getting one of those early deals done? Well, it's probably the one of the most difficult situations in the world because number one, you're there to get what your player wants, and very early on, Pierce absolutely loved the Braves organization, and uh, you know, Alex Anthopoulos is one of the most uh, aggressive GMs uh, that you could ever you know, encounter, but he knows who he wants and he wants to go after. Now, two things can happen. A player uh, such as Pierce, who obviously had 20B free agency, he could have definitely be a free agent, uh, wants to test the market. And I'm sure, you know, which Alex did saying, that's perfectly fine. I, I, just, I just can't guarantee we're going to be there, mm. uh, you know, if you sit and vet out the marketplace. So, you know, the player then, you know, you have to decide, he has to decide, if, does he want to roll the dice or does he want something done with the club? And the Braves, they have a tremendous track record. I don't know what they're doing there in Atlanta, but uh, guys that play there never want to leave. They absolutely love it, would rather take uh, less than go someplace else and be less happy. And when Pierce made the transition from the Rockies to the Braves. Everything Ooh. just came into uh, just came into perspective, and he absolutely uh, really loved uh, his experience there. I mean, down to the point where you know the catchers. I mean, uh, you know, I was saying, hey, your your walk ratio went down. Oh my God, throwing to the catchers there, I was like, I don't even know. You, you, you don't realize how much uh, another position affects your position, and if you have a real good catcher. Uh, that can make all the difference to the world, and apparently it did. But the way the club treated the, you know, the players, the family, that becomes the totality of what they're doing, making their decision. And trust me, uh, you know, my son Steve works with me. After I kept on telling Pierce, well, Pierce, you know, we don't really have to go into this. Remember, you can, you can test the free agent market. You know, to the point where Steve finally said, hey, are we trying to talk them out of this? Or are we trying to, you know? You know get to that point and he, and he really had a point he said am i trying to drive doubt into my client no pierce is a smart young man and he knows what he wants 
And I was just, you know, trying to at least remind him that uh, we don't have to be pressured in anything. And yet it wasn't a pressure for him because he told me from the get-go that that's really, you know, uh, where he wanted to be. And I guess you could say we executed that. And uh, hopefully that turns into uh, some great years in Atlanta and he's on to bigger and better things. And who knows, he might stay in Atlanta. But, I mean, as we're going through that process, I reached out to many people and say, hey, man, <laughs> if your player likes it, there is, is probably a slim chance he'll ever – go to free agency because they have a knack of really, uh, you know, embracing themselves to the players and the players really enjoy, uh, you know, what they're all about, you know, and uh, they're a fine organization and they're a winning organization. And with that combination where, you know, you're going to be in the hunt and you know, you enjoy being there. Yeah. uh, That's a combination that is tough to beat, especially in, in this day and age. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, leaving the Rockies uh, was really difficult for anybody. Uh, John, uh, real quick, what's happening with Shohei Otani right now, and and how is it going to play out over the next whatever few days? I mean, from your experience on the agent side, I mean, how are they going to finish this thing off? Whoever well, finishes it off. Yeah, I, I've never had uh, a client that, uh, you know, they can't reveal their dog's name. and uh, <laughs> just, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I might have to be re-educated, uh, you know, having a client like Shohei Otani. But uh, I guess different things happen when you have that uh, preeminent uh, of a free agent that is uh, really uh, the, the, the hottest ticket there and the most unique player. I think what's going through his uh, agent's mind is, to make sure that uh, his player is happy. He's getting the best deal he can in the particular city that he wants to play in because that is so important. I mean, a lot of times in this game, you will sit there and, you know, you might be playing in a city you're not fond of and you're not winning, but it's the only place you know and you don't know any better. So when you start venturing out, you've got to make sure that that player has had an experience. And fortunately, Otani, at least in the American League, he's, you know, has a pretty good idea of the cities he's visited and where he likes and what he likes and all those things. But it's getting those offers together and putting them down and then going through the pros and cons of everything and hopefully making the right decision. But it's it's almost like which lottery ticket do you want to pick? Right. Because he's not going to be undercompensated. And now you just have to find out if you gel with their uh, plan for him and how they're going to orchestrate him, how they're going to use him. If he doesn't pitch next year, is he going to pitch again? Does he want to pitch again? Is he going to be one dimensional or have the ability to, you know, uh, pitch and be, uh, uh, you know, be able to hit. Those are all variables that, uh, you know, I'm sure they're going through at this time as they're starting to go through um, the different offers that are coming in. And I mean, if you ever want uh, to be part of a wonderful uh, experience, I can only imagine, okay, do you want X number of dollars here or do you want X number of dollars there? I mean, at some point, the the money might be slightly fungible, but I think the emphasis is going to be where can you play? How important is it that you're going to win? Are you the person that they're going to build something around if they are, don't already have a strategy to win? What are those variables? And only they know. And uh, the clandestine way of, you know, um, trying not to reveal uh, places he's visited or whatever and keeping everybody in the dark. I don't know. I 
I, 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 to me, I would rather apply myself, my skullduggery in other places. But, I mean, who cares if I went here, I went there, whenever everybody kind of knows the right. general group of teams that are there. So I guess everybody is left uh, to their own, uh, you know, I guess stories about where, you know, somebody might go. But I guess that creates the uh, the drum roll until the final decision because – uh, you kind of know what teams are going to be able to afford them. You kind of know that, you know, what vicinity. You kind of know he probably wants to be more west. I mean, uh, is it, uh, you know, higher up in the northwest? Is it uh, southern Cal? Uh, where might it be? And who can afford him? Who has a chance to win, which will further, you know, I think uh, enhance the ability yeah. to play for uh, certain teams. What are the variables and what is the pecking order? I have no idea. And, I think that's the part that really starts all the banter of the conversations and which makes, uh, you know, uh, the hot stove league, uh, something that, uh, keeps it burning and keeps the conversation going. And then the next thing is, uh, you know, he'll sign and then that'll be old news and it'll be okay. Who's left on the docket and how can they improve the remaining teams that, uh, are looking for certain players for certain positions. No doubt about it. And I imagine with a Shohei, it's it's a little different than other players because there's sponsors and all types of things that are jumping in on this uh, shitty sign. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have to sit back and wait. John, JB, as always, man, appreciate you coming on, spending some time. Get some rest. I know uh, Nashville took a lot out of you there, buddy. <laughs> well, he was busy hey, looking uh, for his room the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Where you know, I tell you, I... I, I, now I've gotten smarter over the years, Chris. I leave breadcrumbs, and they, they you know, Good the, the only problem I have is they have a if they have an effective uh, cleaning crew, it's gone the next day. So, you know, I got to figure a different way. I got to drag a magic marker wherever I walk, and then mark the spots. So, Indeed. no, I appreciate it very much. I love being on the show. You guys do a great job, and uh, thank you very much for having me on. Thanks, John. all right, JB. Thank you, John Boggs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 